Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. We're coming to you live from the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, but maybe you're listening Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on 92.7 FM on Evangelica. Wherever you're listening, welcome. We're glad to have you. Allie and I just listened to the new Beatles song, Now and Then, because we sat down to record and I realized it had just come out and I knew myself well enough to know that I would never be able to focus on anything until we listen. The whole episode, you'll just be like... Uh. To the new Beatles track, Now and Then. So uh, we, we have that little mini video that you can watch another time. But in short, I thought it was really good. It was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, and, and we obviously are approaching it from two very different places because I love the Beatles. I had a whole year of my life devoted to trying to decide if I wanted the Beatles in mono or the Beatles in stereo. Oh. Uh, yeah, it cost me a lot of relationships because I talked about it nonstop. So uh, I finally <laughs> was went it, with... Was it worth um, it? It was worth it. And I finally went with mono because the Beatles themselves mixed the mono because back then nobody cared about stereo. Stereo was like mm, newfangled. Gotcha. So I went with mono and I think it was the right choice. But Now and Then is a is a new single th- from a track, the, a demo that John Lennon recorded in 1977, shortly uh, before his death in 1980. And then when the Beatles were working on the anthology in the mid-90s, they messed with it a little bit, enough for George Harrison to record some uh, guitar for it. Then they abandoned it. And then as technology advanced uh, decades later and they after the Let It Be film that Peter Jackson did, they realized that they really could isolate John's vocal and piano on there and get a clean cut of it. Paul and Ringo kind of went back in the studio and finished it. So it's a really nice end cap, I feel like, to the Beatles catalog. And, and as you said in our mini video, I mean, the tone of it, the lyrics of it and everything kind of feel like an end cap. It you does, know? yeah. So, yeah, uh, I pre-ordered mine from Music Alley right here in Wellsville. He got the cool uh, 45 that's in blue vinyl, so I was very excited to get that. So we gave it a spin, and uh, I've got no complaints. I wanted a little more McCartney, so that's one complaint, but it's minor. No other complaints. It's very minor. No worthwhile complaints. It's very, very minor. How was your Halloween? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. What did you do? So I actually, I hosted a teen Halloween party at the library. Okay, that's exciting. (laughs) Which this is the second year I've done that, and I have to say that it ranks higher for me than handing out candy because the one year that I handed out candy, like as an adult yeah. after college, because in college, like sometimes kids would come to oh, the dorms. Oh, sure, for the dorms. Mm-hmm. Like nobody really, ca- like I had a few come get yeah, candy, years, but yeah. it was pretty sparse. And mm. so hosting a Taylor Halloween party feels much more festive. Was better. Yeah. I went around with my son and my niece and my nephew and my brother-in-law and it was wild. Wellsville was, was, uh, packed this halloween i so. saw like shaving cream all over the sidewalk did you? and stuff oh afterward. i didn't actually see it but yeah that that does happen but yeah i mean we we made the rounds and at my house my wife was home dressed as captain marvel oh and, nice yeah and choice. she gave out a lot of candy she had to like turn the lights off drive over to tops fully dressed as captain marvel of course and buy more candy nice. so <laughs> it was I pretty love successful that. i was dressed as captain man 
from the uh, Nickelodeon show Henry Danger. Have, are you familiar with this? Do you know uh, it only all? from you talking about just it. Just me. Only it has. Me. It sounds like a fake Captain Man, though. It sounds like a fake. Well, it's name. Ki- yeah, it's kind of spoofy. You know that makes sense. Um, but it sounds like you're like uh Captain. You know it's man. Yeah, it's one of those Nickelodeon shows where it's like Captain Man is a superhero and he needs a sidekick, and that's where Henry Danger comes in. He's Kid Danger, and it has no right being as funny as it is. It's Fair such, enough. It's so good, and like we all like it. My son likes it. My wife and I like it. So. Yeah, we were originally my son and I were going to go as Captain Man and Kid Danger. He pivoted. He went as Willow, a character from the Roblox game Piggy. Great costume. He made his own costume. He made good a mask and everything. Looked good, but it kind of ruined mm. the dynamic. Group uh, costumes can be dangerous. Yeah, it didn't, didn't happen. Have you been? Well, you were part of a group. I was con- part of a group costume, costume this, this time, year. Yeah. yeah, well, how it happened actually is I independently decided that I wanted to dress up as a head of garlic. So on brand. Which is like that? months ago, I think I'd been reading the graphic novels, yeah. Garlic and the Vampire yeah, yeah, and yeah. Garlic and the Witch, which yeah. are wonderful. Yeah. So good. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. And I was talking with Daphne and Corey, some of our coworkers here, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'd love to be a, like dress up as a garlic at some point. I feel like that would be so fun. Who wouldn't? Right, honestly. Right. <laughs> it's like, and... Then like, I want to say it was like maybe the beginning of September. I was like, wait, Halloween is coming. And I had an idea for what I wanted to be. And now I don't remember what it was. Mm. And they were like, oh, you said you wanted to dress up as a garlic. garlic. And I was like, you're right. How yeah. could I have forgotten this? Yeah. So I started working on my garlic costume. And Caleb and I had discussed a little bit like, did he want to be like a different vegetable? Because there's a bunch of vegetables, like sentient vegetables <laughs> okay. in the series. Right. Like a carrot yeah. is like garlic's friend and everything. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I could be a green bean. Like, just like take a green piece of cardboard and wrap it around me and be a green bean. (laughs) (laughs) But what we finally settled on is for him to be a vampire. Yeah. Which works well kind of with his natural coloring, like the dark hair, pale skin situation. So he was a vampire. Now, garlic garlic. and vampires have a famously toxic relationship. I hope that's not. No. You guys are fine. You get along. But it it was kind of for the the memes of being like, oh, yeah, I'm a head of garlic and he's a vampire. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, at least our colors match, my wife and I. It was a lot of reds and blues and That's yellows. That's true. So yeah, we were, I, I could see that yeah, going very well yeah, together. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. Um, have you been reading or watching anything, Allie? Let's let's roll onto this bookshelf and see what we got going on. Let's talk movies first because I think you're going to let me down. So let me know. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. What's your featured movie this month? So I only watched two movies this month that I'm aware There's no of. no shame in that. And one of them was The Others, which we, we talked about for the podcast. Indefinitely. Yeah, we did a lot. <laughs> Uh, the other movie that I watched this month is To All the Boys I Loved Before. Okay. What, which I know that. What is that? Um, it's like a, a high school rom-com kind of movie. Okay. It's based on a book of the same title by Jenny Han. Okay. Um, there's a whole like trilogy of them. And the movie came out in, I want to say it was like 2015 or so. And I think I watched it with like my sister or some of my friends okay. or some combination of. And it's like, it's just a fun, cute, okay. rom-com-y high school movie. Yeah. It's it's like a fake dating situation where like she and this guy both mm-hmm. agree to, you know, be in a fake okay, relationship. Okay, and sure. you know how this goes. It's a great, yeah, it's a classic trope. So, yeah. but I feel like, I feel like it's really a classic of that genre. Mm-hmm. And I reread the book. Well, I read the book for the first time recently. And so I kind of had it in my mind yeah. that I wanted to rewatch. So I made Caleb watch it with me. Okay. He didn't like it as much as didn't I liked it, but it. he was, he was okay right. with Classic it. vampire. What are you <laughs> right. Do? Why, why Just doesn't do? like it. Okay. I so that also, it, that's my movie spotlight. I watched a, I watched sort of a teeny rom-com that I liked. It's called You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. 
Oh, I feel like I've seen trailers Netflix. for that. Yeah, it's a Netflix thing. Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it reminded me a lot of Never Have I Ever also mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, a lot of similar vibes. But basically, these two sort of get into a fight right before their bat mitzvahs. And then, you know, it just spirals out of control. And can their friendship be saved? And it probably, that sounds kind of fun. It probably can. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. But that's not my featured movie. Okay. My featured movie is a rewatch. But for the spooky season, I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1956 version with Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter. Have you watched any version of Invasion of the Body Not Snatchers? Not to my knowledge. So you could have accidentally, or if you didn't know the title, it's possible that <laughs> you could have stumbled into it. I can't 100% guarantee that I can't haven't, but out, I'm pretty sure that I haven't. it's probably a no. Okay. Uh, it's a great movie. It's based on uh, Jack Finney's book, Body Snatchers, which originally was serialized in Collier's Magazine and then printed as a book and then made into a movie several times now. Four times, I want to say. That's Most a lot of times. With, uh, Nicole That's Kidman. a lot of body snatching. I know. Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig did one that was also pretty good, but the you just can't top the original. The original, uh, Jack Finney is one of my favorite, is my favorite author, period. Love all of his stuff. And a lot of Jack Finney dialogue makes it through the screenwriting process. Mm. So it's in there. It's in the movie. And so he'll say some things now and then, and I'm like, Jack Finney line, and I love it. Nice. Uh, it's very... I don't know. It's it's atmospheric. It's spooky. It's you just you know it keeps you sort of on the edge of your toes. It's a very well made movie, and I think it really holds up. It's brief, you know. It's like an hour twenty. You're in and out. It doesn't nice. overstay. It's welcome. I, I love a brief movie. Yeah, me too. We've discussed this at length. Yeah, I uh, never want to be sitting there thinking about how much time has passed and how yeah. much time is going to pass. Yeah, like that's a sign either that it's not good enough of a movie or yeah. it's too long or a little bit of both. Yeah, I, you can sort of rate how I feel about a movie at how many times I check the, the counter. That's the problem. Yeah. You know? And sometimes when you hit that timer and you've got like an hour left, it's like, not oh my a gosh, good feeling. Yeah. It's, it's like, all right, let me feeling. pause and get a bunch of snacks. Yeah, exactly. You do need food for it. But Invasion <laughs> of the Body Snatchers, both the book and the movie, the 70s movie with uh, Donald Sutherland and Leonard Nimoy, also great. I've never, there's a, one in the 90s that's set on like a military base that I've never actually seen, but yeah. Huh. All the others, I'm a fan of. You know, I don't think I've ever heard you mention a movie without immediately knowing like two of the actors who are in it. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Thank but you. it's kind of amazing Thank to you. me. Thank you. They just roll right off the tongue. Well, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> I got a couple of hot takes for you because I did watch more. Okay. Uh, I watched The Kane Mutiny Court Martial, which is, you know, there's the Kane Mutiny classic movie, classic book. And then there was a stage play that kind of pulled out the court martial portion of it. And this was an adaptation of that play. Oh. You really felt that this was a play. And for the most part, it worked. Uh, but I think it would have been better on stage. So good, not Fair great. Enough. Good, not great. Uh, and then I watched the Ghostbusters series, which I've never in my life seen a Ghostbusters movie. And I went through all four of them. Uh, and I watched them with my son. And he liked them. He, he's like a Ghostbusters nice. fan. He's ready for the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I had a good time with all of them. The original doesn't have a lot of ghosts in it, which was a problem. I liked the second one a little better. I was really happy with Afterlife. And the one, the one, the only one I'd seen before was the Melissa McCarthy one from, I want to say, 2016. Mm. Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, Kristen Wiig, and Kate McKinnon. Uh, See, so many actors just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just right. There you go. I just proved it. So that was sort of my, I had a very Ghostbusters Halloween this year. That sounds fun. Yeah. And I'm ready for the sequel, which is supposed to come out in 2024. So, nice. Yeah. It's not too long to wait. I know. 
I know your movie watching has uh well it sucks yeah uh, if I could just say yeah. it outright well there was like so, oh, a bunch of we- there was one weekend that we were gone oh, you're making a garlic costume I was making scratch, a garlic costume so. from scratch yeah which I made most of it out of a tablecloth so okay. <laughs> it's very industrious Sc- leftover scraps of a tablecloth yeah. that I'd already used for something else um I was gone one weekend and then I think basically maybe the other like three weekends in October yeah. My brothers were like, eh, what if we yeah. just played games instead? You, you had a wedding anniversary, right? We in did October, have a wedding yeah. anniversary. Happy That's anniversary. Thank you. Happy, uh, it's your it first feels, anniversary. It is our first anniversary. That's it exciting. feels weird that it's been that long and also weird that it hasn't been longer I know that than feeling. that. Yep. Yeah. I know that feeling. So, but we went to a little bed and breakfast um, on the coast of Lake Erie and wandered oh, around. Uh, it was cold, but very nice. nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did you find any good restaurants? Um, We did. We had pizza at a very nice pizza restaurant okay with like really cute little like small slices okay like short yeah and then we went to another restaurant where i had fish fry because oh. i i was definitely yes i do extremely the, desirous of i fish do fry. miss the fish fry that is that's one thing that uh, my vegetarian lifestyle mm. has uh, taken from me so you're not but a fish eating vegetarian i was for a while and i just kind of got over it i was like eh, i don't want that fair so, enough yeah i don't know yeah i don't eat a whole bunch of meat but i do love some fish uh, yeah i do too i've had some my wife made a really really convincing fish fry huh. uh, from there's all sorts of different things. There's like seaweed, seaweed wraps in there to give it kind of like that fishy that taste makes sense, and everything. Yeah. It, it worked really well, but that sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. Well you, you had your anniversary, so uh, I I'll was, excuse you. I was you. busy not watching movies. Are you watching shows? Uh, a little bit of shows. Okay. So my featured show for the month okay, I'm ready. is XO Kitty, which is a spinoff from to all the boys I loved before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Which is part of why we rewatched to all the boys because I okay. had read the book, like I said, and yes. then I was watching the spinoff show, and I was like, "We gotta, gotta we gotta rewatch the original." You gotta get in there. Okay. So I wasn't sure what I would is, think I, about uh, this sorry, show. Is this live action? Is this animated? It's what? live action. Okay. So what it is is it follows the main character from To All the Boys, okay. her younger sister, who in the first movie is like eleven, I want to say. Okay. And she's now a junior in high school. Okay. And she goes to Korea to study at the school that her mom, who passed away when she was really young, oh. studied at when she was also a junior in high school. Okay. And her like long distance boyfriend is also there. And so there's all kinds of like K-drama inspired mm-hmm. nonsense, which mm-hmm. was pretty fun, I have yeah. to say. I enjoyed the show a lot. I thought the main actress did great. It was fun to see her like a little more grown up mm-hmm. and still very much the same character, even though experiencing different yeah. things. But the ending did not resolve as many things as I was oh, hoping. And it's like the ending ending. There is so. another season, okay. but not until 2025. Oh. Yeah. I don't like this new thing. Yeah. It's too long. Just give yeah, me my shows. It's a long time. I want so, short seasons, but I want them to come quickly. Well, that's the thing. It was like a that's, season that's of all. like eight or 10 episodes, all half an hour. So like pretty short. Yeah. And then it's just like, yep, now we're going to wait till 2025. Yeah. yeah. But I had a good time. That's a Until, okay. you know, I came out of the room where I was watching it and like dramatically dropped my computer cord on the ground and was like, <laughs> didn't resolve anything. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. Any hot takes? Anything else um, on your list? I'm also, we finished the second season of Superman and Lois. Ooh. Whilst okay. away for our honeymoon. Okay. Yes. And our anniversary, I guess. Yeah. And I'm also rewatching the third season of Mrs. Maisel with some okay. friends. All right. How'd it holds up for a rewatch. Superman and Lois season two? It was good. It's a little off the rails. Parts of it, I was like, yeah, certain like, characters making certain choices. Yeah. I was like, why would you have to do this? Well, it's like season one of Superman and Lois is very like small narrow focus you know it's like family stuff and season two is like what like sort of universe shaking kind of stuff and i it I, is funny to me there's some moments when it's like by the way you know this world ending cat- catastrophe might help so we're gonna tell the mayor of small 
<laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, all right, I mean, yeah. cool. It's good that she knows, but maybe you should tell somebody else. Maybe, yeah, so a little, little higher up on the chain might be, oh might my be good. Okay. Look, my featured show, I, I've talked about it so much. It's, there's almost, I'm almost ashamed to say Sometimes it Sometimes that's just how it goes. But I just finished season four of Star Trek Lower Decks. It's so good. I got to get you on board. What, sometime it'll happen. You sometime. keep saying that, and, it, and then it doesn't happen. I so just don't, I don't watch a lot of shows by myself. Okay. Oh, your husband's not interested. He wouldn't. Well, he, I think he's. I don't know if he's seen all of it, but I know he's oh, seen a lot of it. Okay. And well, so, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think that he wouldn't rewatch it with me. But like, if we're already what, it's like one show at a time yes. is about as much as we can I, handle. No, I get it. And so it's like, well, the one show that I'm watching with him, like that niche is filled. The one show that I'm watching with friends, that niche is filled. Yeah. I watched one show by myself for the first time in like probably more than a year, mm. I have to say. Mm-hmm. It might I'm be a while, but it'll happen eventually. Yeah, it, it will happen eventually because if you don't, I'll just have to use it for one of my <laughs> slots and but have you tried? Because I know the answer and the answer is no. You have not tried Star Trek Lower Decks. It's great. Uh, this is season four. Again, it's the kind of show that if you're not a Star Trek fan, you can dive right in and like there's so many deep cuts, but you don't need to know them. But if you do know them, like it's that much more fun. Season four had a callback to a character that was kind of like a one and done um, that I, don't, I never would have expected to see again. And, and at this point, it's been 30 years, you know, since that character was crazy. Uh, around. So it was, yeah, it was cool. But very funny, very fun. And the thing that I love about it is that like it works as a comedy, but it also is just like really good sci-fi and really good Star Trek. That's, that's a pretty Hats good combination. Off. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how they do it, but they do it over there on the I have to say Star Trek Lower Decks. My main association with Star Trek Lower Decks is my okay. brothers had started watching this at some point and they were talking about it and they were like, yeah, all the Klingon is pronounced really badly and it's hilarious. Huh. Okay. It's like inten- like in- you can tell that it's intentionally pronounced wrong. Uh-huh. And my mom was like, "How do you know? Like yeah. it's Klingon. You don't speak Klingon." And they were like, "You can just tell. Like if you watch wow. Star Trek, okay. you can just tell." I couldn't. So I guess your All brothers right. are they're putting me to shame. <laughs> you'll have to have so you'll have to Star think Trek about it now. Right Every time here. there's Klingon, I will. Like, I'll think this about it. Right? Yeah. Well, what would the Stevic boys think of this? Is what I'll <laughs> say to myself. Uh, I got a couple of hot takes. I finished some stuff. Uh, I finished, speaking of Superman, I finished my adventures with Superman over on uh, Max. It was kind of the reason why we got Max temporarily, and I just never got into it. Mm. And it breaks my heart. That's a shame. Because just as I love the Beatles, I also love Superman. But my love for Superman is even older. And so Mm. I was really, I was excited for the show. Is it stronger though, or is it even? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe that's you'd, not a question I should mm, ask you'd you. You'd have to pull my friends. I don't think I could answer that objectively. Which one is more? Ooh, not, see, now I'm going to be distracted thinking about that because I don't know the answer. I should never have said that. You this. shouldn't have. No, that was a mistake on your part. I don't know that if it, I don't know if it's like the, the anime vibes of the show that just don't connect with me. I don't, I don't love all the interpretations of the characters. I really like the look of the show, particularly Superman. Looks great. I like seeing a Superman that's like good and kind, noble, like we're so... The whole like Zack Snyder Man of Steel phase where Superman was just like unpleasant was not a happy time for me. So I feel like that kind of misses the point of Superman. It does. It fully misses the point of it. So in that regard, I'm I'm glad that it's there, and I feel like it's it's probably reaching people. It's probably gaining new Superman fans of people who have written Superman off for like a long time. So again, uh, for its for its evangelical approach to. <laughs> <laughs> getting new superman fans oh my gosh uh, i can't uh, i can't there's something you don't say every day i know well maybe i do you know maybe know. you do that's true finish if a anyone show <laughs> on apple called still up and it's about these two friends who have insomnia and they just like talk on the phone all night huh. 
not as fun as I wanted it to be. It's sort of like, I don't really get your relationship and I think you're bad for each other. You know, it just didn't, yeah. Finished that season. It was only eight episodes and they were half hour shows. So once we'd watched like three of them, my wife was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And I was like, but we're so close. We're so close to the finish line. So we finished it and I don't think I'm any better or worse for having finished it, but I have. Fall of the House of Usher. I watched Fall of the House of Usher. And I know you don't like scary things. Well, so I mean, Edgar Allan Poe, I can, I can take some Edgar Allan Poe. See, my wife picked up on a lot of the deep cuts to all the Edgar Allan Poe references that I was like a raven. I get that. But that was pretty much, you know, for me, that was the extent of it. Um, so she got them all and she would sort of be like, okay, this is from this story. It's not really scary. And it's by Mike Flanagan, who did like uh, Haunting of Hill House and uh, Bly Manor and um, Midnight Mass. Really liked Haunting of Hill House. This, I don't know. I just, I watched every episode and I'm like, the performances are good. I don't really know like what the point of this is. And Mm. we finished it and I did not feel satisfied. I Mm. felt kind of like, well, what was that all about? Yeah. I feel like they, in the end, kind of tried to go for sort of a political swing and sort of a, this is how bad like wealth corrupts and everything, which, you know, true, but it just felt a little ham-fisted to me Mm. and, and not entertaining. I don't know. I Unfortunate. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't into it. So. That's it for me and TV watching. Do you want to talk books? Sure. Let's talk books. Did you... <laughs> I keep setting myself up for disappointment. Did you read any comics or graphic novels this I time? did read yeah. a Sabrina the Teenage Witch biographic, which okay. I think I mentioned to you already. That's right. But we it did was talk very about good. that. And so you read volume one. You haven't read volume two yet. We don't own it. We don't own so it. So I put it on my order Perfect. list. <laughs> okay, it's Kelly Thompson. Uh, really, it's it's a that first volume was really great. It was fun. Did you? I told you I was going to ask you, so it's your fault. But did you finish that Star Trek Next Generation? I thought about mirror? it, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> so you even thought about it, and you just said, "You know what? No." Well, it's like I'm every time I thought about it, every time take. I thought about it was not a time when I could actively be reading okay. it. If that makes sense. Okay. And it was a very busy month with like Halloween. I heard. Yeah. Not watching everything movies, going on. Not garlic, watching movies. Exactly. Small pizza. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I was too busy so just feverishly sewing cloves of garlic yeah. into a skirt yeah. and eating small pizza. Yeah. Was so. the hem even? Because I know you've had problems um, with that in the past. It was intentionally not. Like it was like Got little it. garlicky shapes. Mm-hmm. But the garlicky shapes I think were as even as they were supposed to be. Okay. Uh, so you so you like Sabrina. Uh, so yes. that was your... Okay. It was good. It was good. Um, boy, I didn't intend this to be such a Superman spotlight, but let's keep rolling with it because my highlight of this uh, this month is Superman, The Harvests of Youth. And is this a graphic novel? It is a graphic novel. It's a YA graphic novel. Just oh. just came out by Cine Grace. It is really good. It's it's set in Smallville and it's about Clark. Like he has the powers. He's doing Superman-y things. He's not fully Superman yet. And sometimes with these DC's line of graphic novels for sort of like the junior level and the YA, sometimes they really work when Mm -hmm. it's sort of like superhero before superhero. Sometimes they just don't. Like Mm -hmm. there was a Dick Grayson one called Lost Carnival and it just, I was like, I don't know what that was. I didn't. uh, I feel like it can be hard to do a story about a superhero before they're superhero. Yeah. But this one worked, and that's that. That's what impressed me about it. It, nice. was, it just works as a good like YA graphic. I mean, because uh, it's you know it's high school and stuff they're going through and relationships and things. All of that's there, but it also sort of has that Superman ness, you know that that comes through. The art was great. It was good. I I um I think we have that here. I think it's coming, uh, but I would re- recommend that too. Superman fans and just like YA graphic fans. A couple of hot takes. I read 
because I did a lot of Ghostbusters, as you'll recall. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles slash Ghostbusters. Oh, I love a good fun. crossover. This was not as fun as the Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover, partly because it just didn't give me enough of what I wanted. Mm. It's just like, this is... A crossover like this has got to be just like pure fan service. Otherwise, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? And I just, yep. I want to see the Ninja Turtles dressed like Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to see the Ninja Turtles like splitting a piece of pizza with Slimer. And it oh just it didn't happen. So, you know, it was okay. You know, it was okay. It was okay. I read Wonder Woman Black and Gold, which we featured in one of our reels for Wonder Woman's 80th, I want to say anniversary that seems wrong 85th? a lot of years Whatever i don't know how many but <laughs> a, long a, lot. Time ago. <laughs> a lot a long time ago for wonder woman uh and this is a new anthology collection and, it, and it's the art is really cool and it only uses um gold and shades of black that is cool so, yeah there was a superman red and blue superman again uh <laughs> <laughs> that came out a few years back that didn't quite work as well because they're just such i mean they're just like primary colors you know just like red blue red blue i don't know didn't have the same vibe but the the black and gold, like the, the use of the gold, I felt like was really powerful in the mm. art. And it covered all the different phases of Wonder Woman history. So it was cool. It was definitely uh, definitely worth the read. And I think even like a casual Wonder Woman fan mm. could get in on it. So I like a good comic it. with a limited color scheme if it's well done. Yeah. I read a webtoon a while ago that I really liked called Warning Label. And the only colors that are used are the colors of the warning label. So it's like oh. red, yellow, and like brownish grayish i think it is okay it sounds unpleasant but i feel like it it like it's cartoony in its drawing okay and so i feel like it just kind of makes it pop and feel like fun rather than being like i feel Mm -hmm. unsettled and Mm -hmm. like i'm being warned (laughs) (laughs) okay what about books what about book books okay book 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 my book 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 book. (laughs) pick of the month (laughs) okay (laughs) is uh witch witch by eva ivitson (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh i've read um gosh what did that i can't remember i read a book about a dog that she wrote okay she's ago, written quite a bunch of books yeah okay um, did, so you liked it which, i did which? like it It was yeah. fun it, you're on a journey you are on journey? every time we talk you've got some new witch thing i like my good witch content you had a goodreads review i don't even remember what it was but you were like i didn't know i needed this witch thing in my life and i was like i think it was for this okay. one okay because i read that and i was like you didn't know because i knew you needed that like i've been listening to the show so i knew you know. Basically what it is, it's like a junior level novel. Yeah. And it's it's like witch. This is the one with like The Bachelor? Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's like The, the Bachelor <laughs> for witches combined yeah. with Miss America yeah. for witches. Yeah. This like cranky wizard dude, like a good, a good nice character, okay. but All a right. wizard and cranky, a little tired of doing right. his wizardy stuff. Um, He decides he needs a new wizard to like replace him in this like scary spooky hall where sure. he lives because he's getting tired of, okay. you know. And so one of his like staff basically suggests that he gets married and has a kid and that kid wizard can like take over for him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know about this, but I guess we'll try. So they have a competition for all the like local witches to try and win and like be his wife basically. Mm -hmm. So that's where the bachelor element comes in. Sure. There it is. But his one staff member who's organizing it is like a a big fan of the Miss America contest. So he basically (laughs) makes it like that, but for witches. Okay. But the main character is a white witch named Belladonna. Okay. And he's specifically looking for like a dark, spooky black witch. Oh, okay, sure. And so she's like trying really hard to be a dark, spooky black witch. <laughs> but fun. it's like not not really working. Not her wheelhouse. Okay. But spoilers, she ends up getting she married to him around. anyway. So okay. it was okay. it was well, a fun time. That was a major spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Well, it you can kind of tell from the very beginning that that's what's going to happen. Okay. So I don't feel like it's as much of a spoiler as okay. it sounds like. All right. All right. Accepted. This is not my featured book, but I am also reading a witch book. Oh. I'm reading The Witching Hour by Anne Rice. 
and it's very long. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was kind of, I was really like cooking through it, you know, like I, the, um, the ebook, cause I checked it out from Libby, Libby, everybody with your library card, you can have free access to books and audiobooks and magazines. It's I, great. Yeah. I listen to which, which I love it. on Libby. There you go. Uh, so I'm reading this and the, in the audiobook is like 1400 pages. And so like, it's a commitment, <laughs> it's a lot. but I was really digging it, you know? So I get to book two. And everything leading up to this has been kind of a, a sort of tight circle on some primary characters, you know, this current generation of the Mayfair family. Book two rolls in and it's like 1600. And I was like, oh no. And it's all just like filling in the Mayfair history from like the 1600s oh my gosh. to like the 1980s. That's so much. It's like, it's not like the writing suddenly becomes bad or something, but like the other stuff is just sort of like, narration and right. these are written as letters mm. they're written and so it's like a it becomes a different style mm-hmm. um i was listening to a little bit of the audiobook and the narrator kind of changes her vibe and gets like sort of a british like proper accent and it's just like it's killing me because i was really like moving through quickly and then i'm at this point where i'm just like okay where are we at 1700s oh my gosh so i'm trying not to skim i'm trying to like i'm failing but i'm trying to uh <laughs> I'm trying to just like soak it all up and get back to the main story, but I was really invested in where we were. That does feel like a hard pivot. It was so it was like 400 pages into this book that oh suddenly, my gosh. yeah, that's insane. So it's not peppered through the whole thing. It's like you really you know what this book is, and then you turn the page. And well, because like, I feel oh, like no. an epistolary novel can be fun, but like you have to you have to consent yes. to that if yeah. that makes like you know what you're getting into, yeah. and you're like, yeah, it's an epistolary yeah. novel, it'll be fine. Yeah. That's and that's quite a turn. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading along, you know, and and it's like I read this chapter, and the chapters become huge. They become mammoth. Oh no! This, you know, so it's like a hundred page chapter or something. And so I get to the end of one of these like sixteen, seventeen hundred chapters, and I'm back to Rowan, who's like one of the primary characters. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, five pages, and then I'm back to the sixteen hundreds no. for another like hundred page. So it's really. I think this book is setting out to mess with me and it's, uh, it's succeeding. So anyway, uh, that might be my featured book down the road, but right now I want to tell you about the Andromeda evolution by Daniel H. Wilson. Okay. Uh, you know anything or care about Michael Crichton? Is that a thing that you, you know, Jurassic Park, that sort of Michael, uh, Michael Crichton. I've heard of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. Look at this one over here. She's heard of Jurassic Park, ladies and gentlemen. The Andromeda Evolution is not written by Michael Crichton. It's the it's you know it's a posthumous release, and it's the only of the posthumous releases that's just like the world of Michael Crichton. So <laughs> it's not written from you know a, a unfinished manuscript or some trunk book that Crichton had. It's just a here's the Andromeda strain. <laughs> write a sequel. So. It does maintain a Crichton-y vibe. It, it incorporates elements of the Andromeda strain and kind of treats the book Andromeda strain like a history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on the House Things Halloween special. But it it manages to to get the tone pretty well. The only thing that I feel like if you are, are, are a deep like fan of the Andromeda strain, it kind of fundamentally changes what the Andromeda strain is. Because, I mean, that's the evolution part of it. This is not, Andromeda Strain is not a book that I'm like in love with. And, you know, so I was kind of okay with the pivot. But while I was reading that, I was like, man, a real like diehard Crichton fan, I don't think would be happy with this. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like if you're like making a sequel or following up on someone else's work and you choose to like radically change the way something is, 
that can definitely be a yeah a bad move yeah and it is an odd choice like i don't know that of all of Crichton's books i don't know that andromeda strain was the one that was like begging for a sequel you know mm-hmm. like so it was a weird choice um but i i ended it and i was like yeah i liked it i think it was pretty right. good and i've now weirdly read all of the posthumous Crichton releases so good know, good for you yeah, congrats I can, I can check that i can check that off the list um, my other hot take is one called From a Certain Point of View. This is uh, a Star Wars thing, and they did one that was stories from minor characters around all the movies. So they did A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. This is the Return of the Jedi one. This is uh, 40 stories for 40 years of Return of the Jedi, and it is relentless. It just won't stop. So <laughs> I mean, 40 stories is a lot. It's so many. It's so many. And like I was reading this for a book club with my friends, and... I think maybe if I was just like had this on my shelf and I was like, I'm going to read one of these short stories today, probably would have been fine. Trying to read them back to back to back to back to back was like, I can't, I can't read a story about this window washer from Cloud City anymore. You know, like it's just, uh, it's, it's too much. So I got exhausted with that pretty quick and I was very happy to be done, even though there were some really good stories in it. I feel like it can be harder to just like shovel down stories. Well, because yeah. you have to keep like changing your. Yeah. I mean, you're starting fresh every yeah. time, you know. And they're not all going to be as good. So it's like, I feel like it's hard to keep the motivation for them. Part of it, I think, too, is the structure of it. So, well, I guess I should first ask, have you seen Return of the Jedi? Um, Which one is that? <laughs> uh, it's it's the one with uh, the Ewoks. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. you've seen it. So Well, all the titles like sound. I mean, I've seen all of the like main ones okay but all of the titles just sound really similar and i think of them with numbers yeah and so i'm always like yeah okay there you go all right that i'm like oh yeah i I know what we're talking about again with 40 stories i think maybe if they would have not done it chronologically it might have been a little bit better because Mm -hmm. like the first i don't know 15 stories were all kind of set in like the Jabba's palace stuff, which oh. just got really old. Mm, yeah. I, Cause I think if it would have been like a Jabba story, an Endor story, a death star story, I think maybe yeah. it would have been a little bit more palatable. I could definitely see that. I don't know. I, uh, I didn't love it. And look, I know that cloud city was an empire strikes back. Okay. I just want everybody to get off my back because I do know that. All right. It was just an example. <laughs> so don't at me. Uh, any other hot takes for you? Um, let's see. I also read Manslaughter Park by Tears of Price. Okay. Which is the third of the Jane Austen murder mysteries. Oh. Mansfield Park is definitely my least favorite Jane Austen novel. Okay. Good So I was very interested to see what she was going to do with this, but I liked it. I thought, I thought she retained what needed to be retained of the original and twisted what needed to be twisted. So. Remember when we did a whole Jane Austen episode? I do. Good times. It was fun. No Dorothy Sayers? No Dorothy Sayers. Wow. But Caleb and I are reading through the Pendewick series, which is one of my favorites. All right. We finished the third one this morning and we just started the fourth one, which is definitely overall the most like sad and emotional. Like it's, it's not only sad, but it's the one that has the most consistently like emotional elements. And so I was like, I shouldn't go to work with red eyes from crying. It's only because of the Pendewicks. (laughs) (laughs) I started reading uh, N or M, which is uh, the third Tommy and Tuppence book. Oh, nice. Um, and I did it mostly because I don't want you to finish that series before I do. See, now that just sounds like a challenge. It is a challenge. Okay. And I, well, so now I, that I know we're competing. We are competing. I read the first two, and then you've read what? The first, you read the first one. The first one. one. So, yeah. So, I can't, this is, I just want to complete these five books so I can read a whole Agatha Christie series, and I can't let you, you're nipping at my heels, and I can't take it. Okay. So, 
Uh, I'm reading NRM. I like it so far. It's set in World War II. The fun thing about the Tommy and Tuppence series is their ages drastically change. The first one, they're oh, like really? little teens. You know, and the second one, I don't even remember. I feel like they're more like 30s. And this one is World War II, and they're just like pretty, you know, they're kind of old. They're like huh. fi- 50s. That's kind of cool. Know? And it keeps going. Poster of Fate, which is Agatha Christie's last book and the last Tommy and Tuppence, they're old, like 70s, 80s. That's cool. Like the Beatles. And we just listened to this the Beatles. This is true. It's all, all right. coming together. Uh, what about just in your life? Any other fun things happen to you? Um, other than making a garlic costume. Well, how could you top that? And spooky stacks, which we did. Spooky stacks here, yeah. Yes. Terrified some children, I hear. <laughs> so we tried not to terrify job? the children too know. much, but a little yeah. bit was inevitable, I guess. Yeah. You just hung the teen photo show. Yes. So that's I did. up. That's it is up, up and, and ready for voting. Uh, sponsored by the Wellsville Rotary Club. So thanks to the Wellsville Rotary Club there for doing that. When is the uh, reception for that? It's on November 16th, which is a Thursday yeah. at 6 p.m. Judge. And it's coming up pretty quick. So yeah. if you want to vote on your favorite, oh, is it do it soon. Voting's going on now. Voting is gallery? going on okay. in the gallery. Right. Brian Oglesby's going to be our judge again. Brian's done it for many, many years. Longer than I've been here. He's been judging the teen photo show. So That's glad great. to have him back. And he yeah. does a great job. Yeah. But when you, it was your first year. The first year you started, Brian was going to do it. And then he was out of town. And then he couldn't do it so we moved it to another time and then he got covid and couldn't travel and it was like a whole so he a missed comedy that, of errors. he missed that one year but uh but he's back the person who judged it that year nick davis nick davis of of the nd vision podcast who has given us our assignment for next time uh, oh, which is true. dragon ball get, z we gotta dragon get ball working z. on dragon i did ball z. read the first dragon ball so even before dragon ball z i read the first dragon ball manga but okay. i'm not going to tell you what i thought all right It'll have be a you secret. done anything yet not yet okay so we got to we got to watch the rest of it before our next episode. The only other thing that I did, which is a big one, uh, my friend, oh, Sally, Sally, who was on the show with us last time, she and I went to see Bob Dylan up in Rochester. That is a big one. It was, it was great. We had terrible seats uh, all the way in the back and still good view. It was Bob Dylan live in the flesh. It was a pretty solid show. Uh, he did mostly cuts from his Rough and Rowdy Ways album, which came out in 2020, which we do have here in the collection. <laughs> so if you still have a CD player, yeah, old, but you can check out uh, the Rough and Rowdy Ways <laughs> album. Uh, the Rolling just Stones. Just been added. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm mad about the Cloud City thing. I just, I got to let it go. Um, Rolling Stones released a new album called Hackney Diamonds, which is also very good. And features Paul McCartney playing bass on one of oh, them. Nice. So look at everything coming full circle. That's true. That's, that's the kind of magic that can happen here on But Have You Tried from the David A. Howe Public Library. Just a Library. synergy of Superman and the yeah. Beatles. <laughs> I mean, you know, if that's what happens, then I guess I just have to accept it. I guess that's it. I mean, we we just gotta we just gotta get on the whole Dragon Ball Z train. He said, that's "Watch true. Dragon Ball Z Broly, one of the movies." So we gotta watch that. I'm I'm gonna try to read a little bit of the manga. And my wife likes Dragon Ball Z, so I I just happened to see some Dragon Ball Z Blu-rays at our house, and I was like, I didn't even know we had these. So oh, nice. Maybe I'll watch some of those as well because I'm prepared. And Nick is in it to win it with Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. When I did his ND Vision podcast, which is a video up, so you can go find it anywhere. But he's wearing a Goku shirt in that just oh. happened to be wearing it that day so that's this feels like foreshadowing in real life or like yeah. subliminal messaging yeah. I, I guess know. so i guess so he manifested uh, this crossover happening so uh yeah so we we gotta we gotta be prepared because i i know he's gonna be it's <laughs> true we gotta bring our a game that's right uh well you can follow us uh, on all the social medias everybody uh, david a Howe library on facebook da Howe library on x anybody still 
on there. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure I if anybody's uh, still doing it. We also we're on Threads now. Is anybody on there? I don't. Social media is dead. I think we just have to accept <laughs> the fact that social media. Uh, we're just back to the days of carrier pigeons. It is pigeons. a zombie. Yeah. I wish I had a carrier pigeon. Actually, that would be amazing. We need like a we need like a library crier. Just hire somebody to go stand on the that back terrace be cool. and be like teen photo show. Come I don't on. know if anyone would hear it from the back terrace with All right, the, like well, cars on the four lane. Yeah, front terrace is fine too. Just walk that's, around town with like a big okay. sign yelling. Yeah. Maybe I anyway, should do that, actually. That sounds kind of fun. You can follow us on all those social medias. You can also follow us on Tumblr if Allie remembers to update it, which, you know, is... Sometimes I do. It's a 50-50 situation. Uh, the books and movies we described today will be on display here at the David A. Howe Public Library, right on the Butt Heavy Tried bookshelf, which is an actual and, in fact, real physical both, yeah, bookshelf. Real and metaphysical. That's, <laughs> that's true. Both ways. Doing Dragon Ball Z for the next episode. Dragon Ball Z Broly is going to be the main topic, but we're going to get into other things. So... You know, listen to our back episodes, listen to the ND Vision podcast to hear what Nick is all about, and uh, join us next time as we continue this journey right here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Allison, until we meet again. <laughs> Farewell. Farewell.